0: When you love God, what does it look like? Can we love Him without knowing Him? That's a question. Can we love Him without first receiving His love? But what about those times when I can say or sing, "I love you, Lord?" But then my life and my words during the week don't quite match up to that experience. My lifestyle or my faith level don't quite match up to that which I've expressed. And what is my concept of God? How does that affect how I love him or connect with him? It's big questions, a lot of questions. What does the word say about loving God? does talk about prioritizing him. As I said, that first commandment is about worship me only. Have no other gods before me. Prioritize me. It talks about committing to him. You can make this choice, Deuteronomy 30.20 says, you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. That's worth hearing again if it's a key to your life. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. Is it about honour and worship and fearing, respecting the Lord, serving him? Deuteronomy 10.12 says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God. That's not be afraid, but that awesome, respectful fear. And live in a way that pleases Him. And love Him. And serve Him with all of your heart and soul. And Jesus is the one who reiterates that. We're called to love Him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, plus your mind and your strength. That's all of us, <laughs> that's everything. So I want to ask you, um, what does that look like in your world? How do you know you're loving him? When do you feel you're most loving him? Have a think. If I was to jump down and ask you. Don't get nervous, I may not. Brian, how do you know when you're loving God? Do you know? I don't know, I'm just... I'm curious. I'm coming down now because I've committed. <laughs> don't don't make eye contacts, Okay. How do you know when you're loving God? Well, I think um, when we know how much He loves us, we have a natural response to want to give back to Him because that love that comes that comes to us. So, to me, it's, it's spending time knowing how much He first loves me. That that just compels me to want to give back to Him and give him the first, which is what I like to do every day, to give him the first of the day. Yes, so your way of loving him is giving him the first, but you prefaced that with, it's only because I understand his love and I respond. You've read the second part of my sermon. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) So it's giving your first. Anyone else? How do you love him? There's some creatives here who love him through song. So no, you, 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 through words, through art, through the way you love your kids, through the way you extend business, through where you be yourself and and uh, an example to the world of being free and who you are and how God made you. There's lots of ways to love Him, and honour Him, and bring glory to Him. I love what you were saying, Brian, about it's a response. Absolutely, because when you think about it, all those parts. And that's something I like to do too. Like when I'm (laughs) trying to get my head around this stuff, I give you my first God. And sometimes I will pray this way. I'll say, well, I'll give you all of me, God. (laughs) It makes a little acronym. It says "Spritzer," so I can remember. It says, I, I give you myself spiritually, physically, relationally. All those things that inspire me, Lord. I give them to you. I give you my thought life. Z stands for rest. I give you my rest. (laughs) Eves for environment. I give you my environment, everything in it, the world that I'm running, all around me. I, I bring it to you. And R is for routine. What's in my diary today, God, I bring to you and I ask you to breathe on it and show me the priorities. That's one way that I try to honor him and bring love to him. Better. something I learned about the love languages is sometimes we're doing things isn't familiar with the love language yep. concepts yeah so we show love in a particular way because um, that makes sense to us but others might receive love differently I I like words and time my husband likes acts of service and touch gifts but, yeah, the opposite of whatever I am. That's what, that was, what, um, and I think I think it's possible for us to be thinking like we're loving you, God, and doing all these things to love Him, um, but Him. I'm not receiving that love because I know Jesus had said something similar to people. you, you say, Lord, Lord, but you, I never knew you. There wasn't that intimacy. Um, so I'm so mindful that we can be doing things that aren't um, necessarily received as love by God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so what does it look like with all your heart? What's your heart? The things you're passionate about? How The things that you get, show love and affection to? How do we show love and affection to an invisible God? Does anyone else struggle with that? The touch people would. <laughs> That's a mind bender. How do we show love? We bandy that word around. I love ice cream. I love travel. I love the bunnies when they win. (laughs) Next time, maybe. (laughs) I love the beach. I love my family. Is it that kind of love, God? Would that show you love? I don't know. Our soul is our mind, will, and our emotions. God, how do we love you with all of those parts of ourselves? With all of our emotional ups and downs and hang ups, Lord, how do we do that with our moods and our inspirations? What does that even look like, loving you through that? Certainly, my will is often incredibly self focused, doing what I want wherever possible. How much regard is given to the thought what is God's will in this situation? It impacts my obedience level, which is also referenced as a direct reflection of my love for him Well, I do what he is asking of me. What about your mind? What about your thought life? How much of your mind is dedicated to loving God? With all the to-do lists and worries and regrets and the work and the gossip and the trivial thoughts and the endless distractions and... News feeds and Twitter things. Constant. You've got to fight for time to love Him. Even in times we might devote to worshipping and praying and reading the Word. How hard is it to stay focused and loving without the shopping list coming into my head or the child knocking on the door? Yeah, really loving Him with our time and our mind. How long is it before we wander? And what about loving God with your strength? Who you are, your energy, your time, your resources? How much of what we do really loves him, really hits the mark with him? Where does your energy go? I don't know about you, but I live a very full life. We all do, busy with kids and work and jobs and study and all that stuff. So to give God my all, all my heart, all my strength, that almost seems impossible to me. And if you have perfectionist tendencies and you're all or nothing, it's it's almost like you want to go, oh, I can't do that. I'm not even gonna try. It's a big thought. And I think that's why people have comp this is a big word to say compartmentalized Their spiritual life to say, Well, on Sunday, I can give you my all in that song, in this environment, this way. I can give you my all. And, uh, you know, for five minutes when I'm reading that devotion in the morning, I can give you my all. And when I'm praying at night before I drop off to sleep, I can give you my all. But is that the same as all of my life loving you every moment, the ups and downs, the ins and outs, and every aspect? Is that the same? feels inconsistent to me. I think God, God would like, it, like a mum when your child comes running up to you and gives you a hug, I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> I'll take affection. I'll take words. I think God is just so hungry to be in relationship with us. He'll, he'll meet us exactly where we're at with whatever we're able to give. It's not about our effort, but it's about that relationship that you were talking about, Jody. that he, he died for us to have access to. So here's some thoughts to help us. Number one, we need his help to even do this. Thank you, Jesus. You gave us your Holy Spirit to help us to love you and to connect with you. Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 says this, The Lord your God will change your heart and the hearts of all your descendants so that you will love him with all your heart and soul so that you may live. He does the changing in our hearts to be able to respond to him, to love him. That's great news. Just take a load off right now, feeling like you have to make this happen. Number two, in this life, we will never know and love perfectly. So take the pressure off. So at the end of that famous verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, Love is patient, love is kind, etc. Right at the end it says, um, For I know that we see in a mirror dimly, but then later when we get to really be with God in heaven, we see him face to face. I now know in part, but then I will know just as also I am known. Ah, How good will that be? (laughs) Yeah, it'll be good. Number three, it all begins and ends in him. We love because he first loved us. God is love. So we simply need to receive, respond, and remain in his love. Then it flows out of us. So consider 1 John 4, 7, where it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Anyone who doesn't does not love, does not know God. For God is love. So he showed us his love. As much as he showed us by sending his one and only Son into the world, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. So powerful, isn't it? Our response to him. So all we need to do is respond to that love. And Jesus said, remain in my love. In John 15, 9, he said, I've loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. I've told you these things so you'll be filled with joy. This is then my commandment, love one another. And responding to him requires... A willingness, though, to be intimate, to be courageous, to engage in a love relationship with with God, <laughs> this unknown, amazing God. So I want to leave a picture. For those of you who are visual, I just want to give you a picture of what that might look like, being open to this concept of letting God in and loving you a bit more. I've used this before, but I really like it. Um, Intimacy with God is like a house and consider where you're letting God in to the rooms of your life. Some of you, he might be at the gate and there's a big sign that says no trespassing. For whatever reason, you're not quite ready to let him in and that's okay. You're here for a reason. Whatever it is, just be. <laughs> and be open. But you might have God at the door waiting for your invitation to come in to your heart, to your life, to who you are. You might let him in the living areas where visitors come and go, like you visited a church. Or you might let him in the good room only with the nice carpet and the good cutlery and the pretty teacups and that's um, that's the place where we put on our airs and graces and Try to show him our best. Uh, it's not long, though, before <laughs> he knows us. He knows us. You might let him into the things you do, the study, the office, the kitchen of your life, where you strategize and plan and, and do all the stuff and create. Or you might be brave enough to let him into the loft, the observatory. Not many people have an observatory. We have a mezzanine floor. It's a bit higher, isn't it, Noah, in our new shed house. The view is different. Sometimes you can let him into those places of your life where there's dreaming, where there's wandering, where there's vision. You share those perspectives with him. But it takes a lot more courage to take him somewhere like the bedroom of your life, intimate places, where it's just you. You've got bed hair. You're undressed. You're unraveled. It's you. Place of giving and receiving intimacy? Or even in the basement of your heart and your life, those places that are secret and unlovely or hurtful? Have you let him into those places in your heart? Or the safe? <clears throat> Some people have a safe where they keep their treasures and things like their passports, their true identity. Have you let him in there? He wants to be part of every part of our lives. I'm just going to invite Cam back up to play. So I want to give us an opportunity to experience what Brian was talking about in response to who he is. Maybe things go a little bit deeper for you. You're not really sure if you know God or love God, especially since I asked all those questions. You probably weren't even thinking that when you arrived here today. (laughs) Or there might feel like a time for you, and you were on my heart this morning. If you're going through the motions, but there's some distance there, there's something between you and God. And you just don't feel as close as you used to, it's not as easy to love Him. For you today, I'm just praying that this will be a time of reconnection with him. Because God doesn't change. He hasn't moved. He's here waiting with open arms. It's about how we respond to him. Perhaps something distorted your concept of who he is, that he's not waiting here with open arms. Sometimes we have a different picture of who God is. We have a picture of a nice, kind, loving God when things are going well. But if things haven't gone well or there's been times when you've prayed and things haven't worked out or you didn't get healed, that's maybe shifted your concept of God to maybe just be a little bit like he's something to be feared or not trusted. Um, This could be a time for him to bring truth to that concept of who he is. Because our working concept of who he is comes into play when the rubber hits the road. And it's easy to love and respect him here, but in those quiet places, in the tough times, it's really knowing who he is that grounds us in who we are and gives us the ability to love him. So last week, Lottie spoke about who are you? It's a perfect platform <laughs> to who is he? <laughs> because we are found in him. I, He says, I am and you are mine. That's who we are in relationship with him. And the more we reflect on the character and the works and the attributes of God, the easier it is to fall in love with him or rekindle the love you had. And the more familiar we are with who God is as he reveals himself, as he reveals himself, not as our distorted, image of him becomes, as he reveals himself, the more likely we are to respond by loving him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind, and all of our strength. So I'd love you to just, in this few minutes we have left, close your eyes. I'm going to read over some of the attributes, characteristics, or names of God, And I just ask that you'd be relaxed and open to God showing you what He really wants you to understand about Himself today, about who He is, who He is to you personally today. So this is not about the person sitting next to you, it's not about your parents or what church you went to growing up. This is about you and Him, your relationship with Him. So close your eyes and allow your own heart to be ready. To receive, to respond, or to remain in His love. This is who He is today. Just let Him highlight something to you. He is God our Father, He is Creator of the heaven and the earth. He is God Most High, the God who sees. Almighty God, everlasting God, God the Holy One of Israel. He's our provider, our healer, our banner. He's our presence, our sanctifier, our peace. He's our righteousness. He is the Lord our God, the Lord who is one, the Father who forgives, the God of the living the Lord of the harvest. He's the only true God. He is Abba, Father. He's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Saviour of all people, the lawgiver and judge, a consuming fire. He's the Father of mercies, the God of love. He's the majesty in heaven, the beginning and the end. He is God, the Son, the Word, the second Adam, the seed of woman, the bruiser of the serpent's head. He is Abraham's blessing. He is Isaac's offering. He is the rock of Israel. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is our Redeemer. He is our prophet. He is mighty God, commander of the Lord's army. He is the pierced one, a man of sorrows. The Son of Man, He says, I am bread of life. I am light of the world. I am the gate for the sheep and your good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life. I am the true vine, Jesus, Messiah. I am Bridegroom, Lamb of God, Great High Priest, the Only Begotten Son of God, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. My Lord, my God. I am God, the Holy Spirit, hovering over you. The breath of life, the spirit of creation and renewal. I am a faithful servant, the dew from heaven, a pillar of fire and the spirit of wisdom. I am the spirit of the living God. I am your anointing. I am the spirit of grace. I am streams in the desert. I am the spirit who gives rest. I am the new spirit. I am the promise of the Father, the power of the Most High. I am your comforter, your counsellor, your spirit of truth, your witness. I am the finger of God, living water and new wine. I am the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, alighting on you like a dove, saying, This is my dear son, my dear daughter, whom I love. In whom I'm well pleased. I am tongues of fire and a mighty wind. I am the Spirit without measure, the Spirit of glory. I am all knowing, all present, never changing, all powerful, ever faithful. He's good, he's kind, he's merciful, he's righteous, he is holy, he's powerful, he is gentle, he is sovereign. He has created you, redeemed you, loved and cleansed you, he has set you free, he has healed you, sanctified you. He's made you laugh. and called you blessed. He has predestined you and anointed you and sealed you with a promise. He is your God. He is love. Just feel your heart responding to him. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for revealing more of who you are to us today. We're so grateful for who you are and for all you've done. God, please forgive us for living out of any distorted concept of you, a small view of you, an incomplete view of you, anything driven by our own pain or fear or ignorance, Lord. Please help us to meditate more often on the wonder of who you are and your great love for us. We choose to receive your love afresh. We respond to you now in our own way, in our own hearts. We respond to your unconditional love. Help us to remain in that love, not just here, but throughout our week, Lord, when things get busy or tough. Help us to open our hearts and our lives to you more, like welcoming you into every room of the houses of our lives, Lord. Our desire is to know you more and to love you with our all. More of our hearts, more of our souls, more of our minds and more of our strength. But we're so grateful, Holy Spirit, for helping us to do so. Because you loved us first and we respond to that love. In Jesus' name we pray. Just while we're in this place of reflection, just quietly, if there's anyone here who would like to know more about having a relationship with this God that we've talked about, this multifaceted God. Perhaps you're curious and still considering who he is, or maybe you've had a relationship with him, and something's got in the way of really connecting with him. Whatever it is, this morning he is here with his arms open wide for you. And in a minute I'm just going to pray a simple prayer inviting Jesus to come into your life and to continue to show you more of his loving kindness. And if you'd like to join me in that prayer, you can simply raise your hand. Just show me, well, people have got their eyes relaxed and not looking around. I'm going to pray. If you'd like to join me with that, I would love to pray for you. Or you can simply join us afterwards if you had any questions or wanted to connect. Now let's pray together now. If that's you, this is your time to respond to Him, even if you're not sure. You don't have to be sure. Now we just pray to Him. Dear Heavenly Father, just repeat after me. Thank you for the opportunity to get to know you more. Thank you for loving me and sending your son, Jesus, so I could be in relationship with you. I'm sorry for living life my own way. Please forgive me. Please come into my life. I'm ready to receive your love. In Jesus' name, amen.